0: Faith usually has to have challenges to grow. I don't want any challenges, but that's just life. Amen? So you may go through some valleys and mountains and challenges and trials, but I believe this year God's going to give you an open heaven. Look here, stretch your hand this way. I feel this in my spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, every person that's in this building today, Lord, not just in this room, but on this on these premises, we pray for an open Shakia Rabbah an open heaven in 2020, Lord. You said, according to your faith, believe it and be it unto you. I believe it. We believe it. We agree. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. 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 Ah, oh, this message got stirring in my soul earlier this week, and I want to share it. I call it uh, the title. Uh, The lady and her problem. The lady and her problem. Oh, now, listen, I know what you're thinking. Y'all quit doing that. Mm. The man and his hard-headedness. No, that's next week. The lady and her problem. (laughs) And all the women said amen. Uh, St. Mark chapter 5, I'm looking down at verse 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch But his clothes I shall be whole. That's shouting right there, isn't it? Verse 29, and straightway, that means immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? evidently he was looking forward and she touched him back back behind and he didn't have eyes in the back of his head, but he felt something. Man, you can feel. When God starts moving, you can feel it, the power of God. You can feel it. And his disciples said to him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing What was done in her came and fell down before him. Now there's a church service for you. And told him all the truth. Verse 34. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. Father, bless the preaching of your word to our hearing and receiving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, let's just focus for the next few moments on the lady and her problem. This woman experienced a tremendous breakthrough. I mean, you just don't know unless you were her. When she met Jesus that day, when she heard, she went after him. She also becomes a powerful example of what God can do When somebody is willing to trust him completely. I don't mind telling you I've been serving the Lord a while. And every day I'm still yielding and striving, if you will, to trust him completely. Above all circumstances. Three points here today. We'll talk about the issue and i want to talk about the touch and then three i want to talk about the crowd so let's talk about the issue her problem i know many of you have read this passage of scripture but god shine light on it today afresh and anew can you imagine what this lady experienced in her life every day the pain the frustration The confusion, why? Every day she went through this battle. And the Bible tells us along about verse 29 that her problem was she had a plague. She had a plague that was affecting her body. I looked up the word plague, took it back to the original language of the New Testament And the Greek word is mastix, mastix. And it literally means a whip. Pow, pow, every day. So now you can understand her confusion. Why is this happening to me every day? Actually, as you go back into that word, it literally speaks about the Roman flagellum that's the whip, that was used to scourge the back of criminals. It really relates the Lord. You you talk about being beaten and whipped. The Lord Jesus can totally relate to that. That's what they use. The, The English word is plague. The Greek word is a whip. Every day, every day. I can hear people right now. Why does God do that to people? God doesn't do that to her. The adversary, the devil, every day was beating up on that woman. Every day. Well, then why does God allow this? Oh, it may seem like he does, but he did something to stop that whip from beating our lives. Somebody give the Lord a praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's go a little bit further here. I found in the Old Testament a passage of Scripture, you don't have to turn there, but it's in Leviticus chapter 15, verse 19, if you're interested in taking those mental notes. It said this, if a woman have an issue, and her issue in her flesh be blood, she shall be put apart seven days. And whosoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening. Not her touch them, that would do it too. But whoever touches her is going to be called ceremonially unclean. And to me, that takes humanity to another level beyond pain, frustration, confusion. Have you realized somewhere along your life... How much of a blessing it is for someone to touch you. We do it all day long. When people walk through the door, I see them. We do it. I, my new thing with my little grandkids, I, I picture myself like a parking lot. It's weird. And, I, and I, see my, I see little lines, and I'll say to all of them, here's the parking lot. Here's the line. i say, park the car they come up to me, and I hug them. They get right into the parking space, and they know it right, oh, they're gone now, doggone it. They're gone, aren't they? It, I could demonstrate. I know you. It, it means a lot to me. Park the car, and I get to hug them. I remember when my son and my daughter was always really, she was the good one. <laughs> I did admit it. Take it out of the tape. But my son, now, come on, man, how many of you, if you have any kids, do you like hugging your kids? Any manly men in the building here? And, and the, the best way I could get a hug out of my, co- oh, look, come to me. That's my son. Oh, wait. Ooh, it's a Kodak moment. <laughs> You don't know how much he had to go through to get to that point with me. I don't know. And, and I have to wrestle with my son when he was a little boy to get a hug. He thought he was wrestling. I was just trying to be clever to get a hug. Dad, let me go. You're hurting me. Okay. The human touch. Think about it. I, I want you to get something. It is awesome to have people that love you, that hug you, that shake your hand, that you can touch, and they can touch you. I really think it's one of the greatest, most underestimated gifts of God on planet Earth. Somebody can touch you. Think about it. Okay, good enough. That's a good point. It's true. It's true. She had none of that. I could see old lady with her problem coming down the road. And everybody's like, they're going, that's a sermon in itself. The devil will drive you away from people and people away from you. But thank God the cross brings you back to God Almighty where one more time, Jehovah, Almighty God, he can touch you and you can touch him. The Bible said he has been touched with the feeling of our weaknesses. Jesus drew us right into himself. By the way, every time we lift up holy hands, that I kind of visually, I feel like I'm just reaching out to the Heavenly Father. Serious. Warms my soul. And his as well. She was healed of her plague. Now, let's talk about something else here in this issue. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 20, Matthew's account adds this. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem, the hem of his garment. Touched the hem of his garment. I tried to bring a little visual example Hold it. This this happens to be what some people call a prayer shawl. You might have seen this. Before. Now we know through the scripture that Jesus had a whole robe on. I'm just using a prayer shawl for a point. The Bible said that she came behind him and she touched the hem. Of his garment. I call this the Craspadon. Strange word. Sounds like Greek mythology. The guy that comes out of this, the Craspadon. Doesn't it? I don't, I'm sorry, I just can't help thinking these things. It's really odd. It's from the old days. The Craspadon. But now let's get serious here for a second. When you look up the word, she touched the hem of his garment, the word in the Greek is touched the craspadon. That's a Greek word. And it literally means a fringe, a tassel, or a border of his garment. In, in the Dakes Study Bible, you can find that Dakes says it this way. The kraspodon is a tassel of twisted wool. Twisted wool. You can't see it here, but if I would come around, and uh, I appreciate this. this. This is by compliments of Miss Sharon Burns. Allowed me to use her prayer shawl. It's it's white thread, and there's one that's deep blue. That is exactly what the Hebrew men were instructed by God. To wear on their clothes. That's exactly what the Hebrew men were instructed by God Almighty to wear on their robes. The craspadon. Twisted wool thread, a white with one deep blue thread. This is biblical. Let me read you the passage. Numbers chapter 15, speak unto the children of Israel and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations. And that they put upon the fringe of the border a ribbon of blue. And it shall be unto them for a fringe That you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them when you look at the blue thread and that you seek not after your own heart but his. Every time you wear your robe, you can look down on the border of your garment and you will see These woolen threads that are hanging, that are dangling in the breeze. And when you look at them, you'll notice the deep blue one, which represents to you heavenly blessing. And every time you look at it, you will realize that your life consists of heaven's blessing upon you. Don't get too caught up in the wearing of this world, but keep your eyes upon the blessing and the blesser. Every time you get up, never let it become mundane. You'll be remembering that this represents, God said, my heavenly breakthrough for your life. Somebody give the Lord a praise. God is into symbolism. He wants us to see things that remind us how awesome He is to us. And so when this woman said, she said, if I can just but touch the craspadon, the hem, the thread of His garment. Just brush it. I know I'll get heaven's blessing. That's faith talking. I like what she she, she did. She could have said, if I can just wrap my arms around him, that'd be good. I talked about that. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I've been bound for 12 years, but if I could just touch him just for a moment, I know I will be set free. Just the hem of his garment. Everybody has an issue. Everybody has a problem. As Pastor Brown had said to me weeks ago at a prayer meeting we had on a Wednesday. He said, actually to all of us. He said, now we've been praying for everybody else's need. Remember that, Pastor Brown? He said, but let's pray for your need. He said, because everybody had a need. Everybody has a need. You have any needs today? Come on, somebody. Everybody has a need. Everybody has a problem. Everybody has an issue. You know anybody has got some issues? I know a few folk that have some issues. But I don't say it sarcastically. I say it in faith believing. God loves people that have issues. Look at yourself in the mirror And if you could just touch Just that little fringe I like the song we used to sing Oh let us have a little talk with Jesus Let us tell him all about our troubles He will hear your faintest cry He will answer by and by when you feel a little prayer, we'll turn it, then you'll know a little fire is burnt. You can have a little talk with Jesus makes it. End. Oh, let us have a little talk with Jesus, just a little. Tell him all about. You know you can hear us. Back in the old days, you used to do like this. But when the anointing came, you went. I never even knew what that meant. But I saw if you want to be a good choir leader, you just got to go like this. Woo, hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise, will you? What I'm trying to convey just here for a second is everybody has an issue. Everybody has a problem. And so many times we don't know why. We get frustrated. We get confused. We feel the pain. And it would seem like people come, uh, draw away from us and they can't touch us. We can't touch them. But I'm here to tell you, thank God for people. But one thing I know for sure, when everybody else comes and goes, it's Jesus that I want to touch. And he wants to touch me. And I don't have to wrap my arms around him. All I got to do is touch the fringe of his garment. In Jesus' name, a little dab will do when it's the dab of his anointing. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's go on. Well, let's talk about this touch. Breakthrough, 2020 breakthrough, to me is all about the touch of God that comes on a person's life. Sometimes God touches us by his faith. And then other times, we touch him by our faith. You can read numerous examples of how that Jesus touched people by his faith. But this time, Jesus did not even know she was behind him unless the Father revealed it to him. Remember, big big truth here. He is 100% man, 100% God. That's supernatural. So in his awareness of omnipotence that he laid aside, not his divinity, but being at all places all the time, knowing all things, he had to do everything by the same Holy Ghost you and I have. He laid those aside. She touched him. He said, daughter, your faith, your faith is here. I try to remember that as a, as a believer. Come on. I, I try to always stay on top of my faith so it don't slump down. No matter what comes in life. Come on now. No matter what somebody says to you. No matter who, who says this, that, or the other, whose report will you believe? We shall believe. Oh, I've got a good group here. We shall be, No matter what happens, whether the stock market goes zip or... Th- no matter what happens, wars, rumors of war, I always remember that faith pleases God. For without faith, it's impossible. But with it, it is possible. And he is a rewarder by her faith. She touched him by faith. Now let's talk quickly about different touches. I've got four of them. Let me give them to you. They all start with C. Jesus said, who touched me? I've said the first touch I think about, I would call it the casual touch. The casual touch. That's the person that kind of touches him half-heartedly. Eh, I'll give it a try. I don't know. maybe today, but uh, tomorrow, I don't know. It's kind of half-hearted, casual. The half-hearted touch will never do. You're sort of interested, but not really, really interested. Then there's the second touch. I call it the curious touch. Curious touch. You're interested in this Jesus, if you will, but not too interested to make a change. I'm preaching. You're interested, but not interested enough to say, Lord, help me to change. That's curiosity right there. But then the third touch, this lady, I call it the confident touch. It's the faith touch. I mean, it's the touch that said, God, if you don't do something for me, nobody can help me. And whatever it takes, uh, I am willing. If you'll help me, I told you, a good prayer is to pray regarding our stubborn wills is, Lord, help me to become willing to be willing. I learned that on early. Lord, I, I looked in the mirror. I don't know about you. I got, I'm going to preach to me. I looked in the mirror, and I found more than, than a nose and an ear. I found a stubborn person. Come on now. Stubborn, stubborn. I'm admitting it. Of course, now I'm holier than thou. No, I'm just kidding. I was stubborn. Anybody's stubborn, would you admit it? You, gotta, you got something about you that's just too stubborn. The rest of you worked it all out. I see that happen. And I said, Lord, I want to be willing to do everything you want me to do. But I got to be honest because the Lord knows he reads minds good. Inside, I'm like, if I say, Lord Jesus, I want, I'll do everything you want me to do. I'm not sure what that means. Well, he asked me to do something that I go like, ooh, probably. But I learned, look here, first time I'm dumb. If I do it again, I'm dumber. And I said, Lord, help me to become willing, to become willing. And, and I call this touch the confident touch. And the reason I say that is you can find it in the Amplified Bible the best. Mark chapter 5, verse 28, she said this, when she heard of Jesus, for she kept saying, if I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. Listen, for she kept saying, if I only can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be restored. Did you get that? She kept Saying, I'm here to tell you, no wonder the Apostle Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. He called it right, brother. It is a fight because there's an adversary, and we're in a battle, and the wages are high. It's for souls. So she said, if I keep saying, if I could just touch him, I keep saying all of her flesh could have said, no, go home. Everybody else, I oh, shut up, go home. But she kept saying it. Kept saying it. Kept saying it. I'd ask you a personal question. Since you've known Jesus, have you ever failed? Have you ever fallen? I'm sorry, have you ever sinned? The best thing to do when you fall, brother, is get back up and keep going. The best thing to do, sister, if you fail, if you sin, if you blow it, get back up and keep saying, keep saying, never say die, never give up. I say put the devil on Prozac and us quit taking it. Amen in Jesus' name. Stress him out. One last touch, and then we'll move on to our last point. The casual touch. That's eh, sort of half-hearted. I seen—I could preach here right here. How many people have we known, and we say this with a burden, not a condemnation. Okay, I'll go to church. You need to come to my church. God moves. Eh. We're going to have lunch afterwards. Hey, listen, I'll use anything to get you here. I'll give you $5. Oh, I'm short today. Will you come? <laughs> Whatever. Casual. But that's a good start. I'm not picking on it. A lot of folk come to Jesus kind of like, eh, well, I'll give it a try. But that's all right. He knows how to go fishing and he gets a hold of you, and you just thought you were just spending an afternoon with a buddy. Before you know it, Jesus revolutionized your life. You're like, wow, until you look back, you just didn't know how much God moved. You can, curiosity, well, you know what it did to the cat, right? Uh, Confident touch. This last one, I call it the convincing touch. Now, this is a weird one to me. Do you think, now we're guessing here, okay, Lord, we're not putting words in your mouth, but we're just taking a guess. Do you think God ever wants you to convince him how determined you are? Anybody? Anybody? Do you think God ever looks at you and me and said, I want you to convince me, how much do you want this? How important is it to you? Now, you know, now listen. We used to say, some did, said, I want my kids to have everything that I didn't have. Is that a good policy? Please think about it again. What would be the end result of that? Whoa, somebody preaching right now. It's true. I want my kids to have some protection, some safety, some stability, some godliness, some so forth and so on. But I don't want them to have everything they want when they want it. Because we will be creating some spoiled, rotten kids. Sometimes... You appreciate the very most what what caused you to pay a price for it. Come on, somebody. When there's a cost involved, when you have to press into something, when you have to dig deeper, when you have to pray another prayer, where you have to fast a meal, when God Almighty gives you 2020 breakthrough, you won't take it for granted. But you'll say, oh, God, thank you so much for what you've done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the confident, that's the touch that you and I need to have to convince God, convince Him. Now, let me give you a verse of Scripture. I preached on it last week, I believe. This, again, is out of the Amplified, St. John, chapter 5, verse 6. Jesus said to the man, are you really in earnest about getting well. Remember, I preached about the man uh, that was living on the edge of a breakthrough. He'd been that way. What was that? He he for thirty-eight years. I thought, right on the edge of rolling in to that little to that pool, that pond, the pool of Bethesda means a house of mercy. Right on the edge. I've known too many people. I, I've said, you are so close to the kingdom of God, you ought to be able to smell the fragrance of that fresh bread. And Jesus said to him, A weird question. Different versions you could read. It. One says, are you really willing to be healed? Remember I shared that last week? Our mind says, What? do you really want me to bless your finances? We go like, Lord, come on. Absolutely. Sure I do. Do you really want me to baptize you in the Holy Ghost? Oh, that's a subject in itself. Do you really want me to heal you? You want me to bring your marriage back together? All of the things we could think of. Are you really in earnest the convincing touch? Help fill this in. Actions. Boy, we ain't as dumb as we thought, are we? That's pretty good. I only said one word. It's true, isn't it? Actions. And I believe God is that way. Oh, God, I could preach it. The Lord knows humanity. He knows human nature. He knows what comes easy sometime to us. We don't value its importance, not all the time, but in many cases. Therefore, there are times that when you start to come to the hem of his garment, don't be surprised when you're coming, he goes, and you go and you go a little further. You understand? I can remember, about, by the way, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Subject in and of itself. I remember getting saved. Happened to be on a Sunday morning. I don't know who told me or how I knew, but I quickly learned. I guess I was in a Pentecostal spirit-filled church. That there is salvation, hallelujah, on your way to heaven. But then there is something called the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And And I said, what? How do I get that? How do I get that? Well, all you got to do, and then the, they, the, the saints taught me, said you just got to ask God. You have to believe. You have to analyze, examine your heart. You don't. God's not looking for perfection, but He is looking for obedience. So get your heart in a place of Lord. Help me to be willing to be willing, and I'll never forget. I started praying for two weeks. Every day I got home from work, I'd go in my bedroom and I was a new convert. So to pray 5 minutes seemed like 5 hours to me. I just Lord, here I am. I don't know. But I said, God, I heard about a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I've been reading in the Bible. I've been reading, Jesus said, when I'm saved, it's like a well. He said, but then in, in John chapter 7, when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, it's going to be that well's going to turn into a river of living water. If there's anything you got for me, I, I want to have it all together. And I prayed every day after work. One day I said, Oh, it. I'm going in there, and I'm not getting off my knees until God baptizes me with the Holy Spirit. I prayed about an hour. That's pretty good for a new convert. I was like, Lord Jesus, I told you all that I know to say. And then the next day, my friend said, Ron, you want to go to a prayer meeting with me? I, and I was getting into this prayer stuff. I said, okay. But throughout the work day, I thought about 50 reasons why I had other things to do or wanted to. And at the end of the day, I'm like, and I and I kept going, his name's Steve. I said, Steve, I I don't know if I'll be able to make it. And then, oh, okay, okay, no pressure. Steve, I think I will be able to make it. After a while, Steve, I don't know if I'll be able to make it. Come about 6.30, Steve pulled up on a Kawasaki motorcycle, and, and, and I had to hug on to this other guy and ride like a sissy. <laughs> but I wanted to get to that prayer meeting. I remember getting to that prayer meeting. I told you this story, and I remember getting on my knees, and there wasn't any men there, only me and Steve, and the rest was the ladies, and they were Holy Ghost. Shaking, bobbing their head, women. I tell you what, they had a, and I remember them praying for me. Oh, God, let it go. Let it go. You know, loose it, loose it. And all of these things. I'm like, what in the world? I had a mental breakdown all by myself. Let go. Hold on. Loose it. Yeah, I don't know. What am I supposed to do here? This is new to me, girls. I don't know. After an hour, this is a true story. After an hour, in my mind, I said to the Lord, I said, God, if it takes all night, if all these people leave and they lock me, I said, I'm not leaving until, God, you fill me with the Holy Ghost. It wasn't a split second, ladies, gentlemen, before all of a sudden, I, my experience is this, like liquid warm honey went... All over me, and all of a sudden, I felt something go whoop, 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 pow. That's the true story. Out of my mouth flowed rivers of living water. I spoke in tongues all the rest of the night. I rode back home on Steve's motorcycle, hugging him like a girl, and every time he looked around, he just laughed at me because I kept, and I wanted to say, Steve, this is awesome, but I said, Mubo kia roma musata he said, Hahaha. it was so funny. I got home that night. I sat in my reclining chair, and I was vibrating, and it wasn't no vibrator on the chair. I think somehow or another we ought to convince God how hungry we really are. Somebody give the Lord a praise, would you? Woo! hallelujah. i got to be honest. Well, I shouldn't admit this, but I'm, a, I'm too far gone now. Throughout my years of preaching, pastoring, praying for people, and give give a call for if you're hungry, you want God to f- if you're saved and you know you're on your way to heaven, but you want to be filled with the spirit so you can be equipped with power from on high. If you need to be convinced, start reading your Bible, especially the book of Acts. Read Mark chapter 16, read First Corinthians chapter 12, read first Corinthians chapter 14, read the book of Jude, chapter 3. There ain't no chapter 3. I'm checking your Bible there. You believe that, I'll turn. You turn to Hezekiah. There was no Hezekiah. Okay, I'm just kidding you. Throughout the years, I've prayed with lots of people. I've known some that had to tarry. My wife told me, you went to a revival. You wanted to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And there was a seven-day revival. Every night, baby girl, there you were, up there praying. Saints would come up and pray for her, pray for her, pray for her. About an hour later, she, she'd feel like, the, I'm wearing these people out. Well, honey, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Friday night. Ooh. Seven, yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever day it was. Huh? She said probably Saturday. We'll go with that. Prayed up at that altar for about an hour. God bless the saints that will hang in there with you. She about ready to give up 50 times. All of a sudden, the heavens opened up. How old were you back then? 15 years old. She started prophesying and speaking in other tongues as the Holy Ghost fell upon her. But no, now no, listen, there are times you don't have to wait, Terry, forever. Here's where I believe with all my heart. They waited 10 days in the upper room, and then God poured out the Spirit. You can receive the Holy Ghost and fire any moment, any day, any hour, any time, because he has been poured out. So so I've been praying with people throughout the years. And, and, And when I say my faith is this, that's not an arrogant statement. My faith is this. I say to people, if you're hungry, moment we lay hands upon you you will receive because he did all the work now you just receive now you just receive but I prayed for many people throughout the years and some you could sense just like when Jesus when she touched him he sensed something somebody pulled something in and you could tell when people pull something in And then you can tell, and and again, I know this is a little awkward to say it this way. I I could see others throughout the years. They're there and they're like. And I'll never try to discourage them, but I'm like, go home and get hungrier. Go home, get hungrier. God ain't never going to give you what you want. I say, go home, get hungrier. You get good and hungry. Well, after all, hunger comes from God himself. So start getting hungry. Let me leave you with a thought here. I was going to talk about the crowd. We'll let that one go. I love the role model that this woman became. Where were we? In Acts chapter, I mean, in Mark chapter 5. I believe you could find the companion scripture passage for that uh, in Matthew's gospel chapter 9. And I want you to notice, in in Matthew chapter 9, it talks about this woman coming be behind him. And she said, she kept saying, if I could just touch the Kraspadon if I could just touch whew, the hem of his garment I know I'm going to be healed faith comes by God and God gave her some faith to believe that day what's interesting to me is in Matthew chapter 9 that was that experience that woman got a breakthrough after 12 long years whew, that's a long time but if you go to Matthew chapter 14. Vicki, can, I, can you find that Matthew chapter 14? Now get this. Matthew 9, she touches the hymn. Matthew 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Five chapters later, the scripture says, <clears throat> Jesus is in a pl- town called Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him were made perfectly whole. They sent word hey, there's a lady. All she did was touch the little blue thread and she was healed. And now, five chapters later, the the buzz went out. I'm I'm thinking this. If God touches you, He's going to touch hundreds. If God touches me, He's going to touch hundreds. If God can touch me and I can touch Him, then I will become A spiritual role model that if God can touch me, come on now, He can touch anybody. Listen to me. If God can touch me, He can touch you. If He can change my life, He can change anybody's life. I want you to stand with me if you would, please. Mary Rose told me a story about a year ago, Robert. Robert, one of the men on our council, his wife, and if I remember this properly, Mary Rose uh, works in an operating room at Johns Hopkins. And she told me about a year ago that she was totally thrilled and excited. Now, you got to understand Mary Rose, not to talk about her too much, she's she's not a boisterous person, although she expresses her feelings, self. She told me, and this is kind of when y'all were first coming to the church, so it might have been a little longer. She said, I was in an operating room, and we were operating on this lady, that all of a sudden, she started bleeding and we could not get the blood to stop. And at first, you, you know, you just kind of don't freak out. You just kind of procedure. And then, then it moves into, this isn't stopping. She's going to bleed to death if we don't do something. The doctors, the surgeons are in there, the nurses are in there, staff, and they can't get this lady to quit. And if I remember correctly, I thought one of the doctors said to Mary Rose, Or she said, I can't quite remember the story. She said, now this is in the middle of an operating room. She said, what we need to do is pray. Now that's boldness, folks. And the doctors agreed. So they stood there, grabbed hands and prayed. is that pretty awesome in Johns Hopkins? And they prayed. She prayed, Father, help this blood to stop flowing. And immediately, boom, the blood stopped all of these medical people were flabbergasted she told me when they left after the surgery successful surgery they all she thought what in the world did I do now you know but they were all like oh some of them were different faiths other than Christianity but God by the power of the Spirit touched her and touched that lady who is alive today and would not have been and touched all those medical people. Let me just end this sermon by saying this. I respect medical technology. It's miraculous to me, but I'm here to tell you, it does have its limitations, but there is one that doesn't. Come on now. I respect psychology and psychiatry to a point, but it has its limitations. Come on, somebody. But I know I met somebody many years ago, and you met somebody that has no limitations about him. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. All I'm trying to say is you just keep on saying, keep on believing, keep on trusting. No matter what comes your way, you keep on saying, if I could just touch him, the hymn of his this garment if I can brush against him I'm gonna ask you to come up here and just meet me for a closing prayer just step out if you can squeeze on up in here fill the aisle I need to tell you one other account I said if I remember this Lord I'm gonna share it um, if I remember this I'm gonna share it and I remember it it's a little personal So bear with me if I give you a personal example. I believe it was the first Monday night uh, of the month of January past. I think that was a prayer meeting we had the first Monday night of January. Tomorrow we're going to have prayer meeting in this place, 7 o'clock. I encourage you, get hungry and come. That Monday night a month ago seemed like the Lord inspired and and I think I went down this way. I said if there's anybody in this place that's having back problems I want you to come. And then I realized out of my mouth I'm like well I've been having a back problem. Let me just tell you without dragging it out. We're in the month of February now. For the last eight months, I know that doesn't compare to this lady, but for the last eight months, every day of my life, I'm not kidding. My wife knows if I I'd have to get up in the morning. Or or I couldn't walk. Man, I felt so uh, human weakness. And I remember some days I'd walk up to church and about halfway up I thought, I wonder if Vicky's watching me and I'm going, uh. I, I just had to had to I had to do that. It got so bad, and I didn't say a whole lot. One day, Chuck and Sharon, we were coming to a Wednesday prayer meeting. Y'all were walking, and you don't know this, and I wanted to walk up and say hi to them, but I couldn't even. I'm like, Lord Jesus, am I getting that old that quick? And I had to do that for eight months, for eight months. I finally got a belly full of it, and I'm like, dog, going to do I believe or don't I believe? This is just me. And that night, Rick, that word came forth. And and I said, that's me too. And people around here laid hands upon me. Can I tell you, I just remembered last week that I haven't had any back problems since. I said, Pastor Brown, I said, oh, what a coincidence. Oh, oh, what good luck I just had. Or could it be, that I got tired of being tired and the pain. And I'm like, doggone it. If we're going to believe, we're going to believe. He said, if you're really in earnest, will you believe? I said, Lord, I'm in earnest. I know I might need to do a couple other things, some stretches, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But I can tell you, it just dawned on me last week. I said, I don't have to get up in the morning and stretch out for about 10 minutes before I could walk. I said, oh God, if he could touch me, he can touch anybody. If he could touch that lady in the operating room, he could touch anybody. I'm here to tell you, if he could touch you and you and you, he could touch anybody. But the great thing about it, it don't just stop at you. It's like a locomotive factor. And then God gets the glory. Will you lift your hands in this place? I feel like there are some that... That you're saying, Lord, touch me. Father, in the great and the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, would you breathe? Would you touch him? Every man, every woman in this house, Lord, I feel in my spirit, I really do, that there are some folk right now, Lord, they love you. Oh, God, they're in love with you, and they believe you, Lord. My God, they're your children, and we're believing 2020 breakthrough to come into their body, their soul, their spirit. We bind the powers of darkness. We command, loosed in Jesus' name. And, Lord, you will break forth upon every single one. Lord, those struggling in emotional challenges, heal the mind. Heal the spirit. Heal the soul. Oh, yes, heal the past. Those that are struggling financially, be the Lord of their breakthrough in Jesus' name.